Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, September 15th, 2020. Today's poem is by a Jamaican poet, Festus Claudius McKay. He went by Claude McKay. He lived from 1889 to 1948 and was one of the key uh, figures, key poets in the Harlem Renaissance. McKay was a very interesting man. He wrote most famously by Green Hills of Jamaica, which was uh, published posthumously and was a semi-autobiographical book. And uh, he wrote a lot of poetry as well. You know, you can find his selected poems um, probably online pretty easily. The poem that I'm going to read today is called Subway Wind. This is how it goes. Far down, down through the city's great gaunt gut, the gray train rushing bears the weary wind. In the packed cars, the fans, the crowd's breath cut, leaving the sick and heavy air behind. And pale-cheeked children seek the upper door to give their summer jackets to the breeze. Their laugh is swallowed in the deafening roar of captive wind that moans for fields and seas. Seas cooling warm where native schooners drift through sleepy waters, while gulls wheel and sweep, waiting for windy waves the keels to lift lightly among the islands of the deep. Islands of lofty palm trees blooming white that led their perfume to the tropic sea, where fields lie idle in the dew-drenched night, and the trades float above them, fresh and free. It shouldn't be a surprise, I suppose, that one of the more famous poets of the Harlem Renaissance would write a poem that is about freedom, that ends with the words fresh and free, in fact. This is a poem that's written in iambic pentameter, so it has a fairly strict form, and uh, we've got an A-B, uh, A-B rhyme scheme. And I find it interesting the way this, this form seems to allow the poet to touch on his, his theme of freedom and to not be restricted by it. In many ways, the form seems to set free the ideas themselves the more he sticks to it. The more he attends to the form, the more the ideas are set free, if you will. In this poem, we have 16 lines, and the poem begins to shift after line 8. The first half of the poem, which ends with the phrase, or the line, of captive wind that moans for fields and seas, in the first half of the poem, we get the sort of realism of him describing the way the wind rushes through the, the tube, through the, through the underground subways. In the second half, we get uh, a more uh, imagined, peaceful, tranquil scene. And yet it's all Im- embedded with this desire uh, of freedom to be fulfilled. So in the first half, we get, we get, dis- we get words like great, gaunt, gut, you know, that alliteration there is pretty intense. We get the idea of the crowd's breath being cut. We get the idea of, of a, a rushing that bears a weary wind. Uh, pale-cheeked children giving their summer jackets to the breeze. A laugh being swallowed in the deafening roar of captive wind. So there's all these, these themes associated with restriction, with tightening, with claustrophobia, with confinement. In the second half of the poem, then, it begins with seas cooling warm where native schooners drift. And so the, the, uh, the ships are going free. They're, they're loose upon sleepy waters. And the whole tone of the poem shifts to one of, of freedom, of looseness, of being able to drift where you want. 
the windy waves, the keels to lift lightly among the islands of the deep. And there are lofty palm trees blooming white, and there's perfume in the, to the tropic sea. There's fields lying idle. This idea of lying idle in contrast with something being restricted or, or forced to do something is, is fascinating. And then, of course, the trade winds float above them fresh and free. And there's a lot going on here because on the one hand, the second half of the, of the poem is this sort of plea that the wind wants to be free. But it wants to be free as a ship is free on the trade winds, as the ocean is free. And you can't help but feel the irony of that because, of course, so many people were brought to, were brought to their uh, enslavement on the trade winds. And so McKay has this poem that is about longing for freedom, uh, dripping with a great deal of irony. I wanted to read this poem on, on his birthday. Today is his birthday. It would have been his birthday, September 15th. And so I'll, uh, I'll read it again. Far down, down through the city's great gaunt gut, the gray train rushing bears the weary wind. In the packed cars, the fans, the crowd's breath cut, leaving the sick and heavy air behind. And pale-cheeked children seek the upper door to give their summer jackets to the breeze. Their laugh is swallowed in the deafening roar of captive wind that moans for fields and seas. Seas cooling warm where native schooners drift through sleepy waters, while gulls wheel and sweep, waiting for windy waves the keels to lift lightly among the islands of the deep. Islands of lofty palm trees, blooming white that led their perfume to the tropic sea, where fields lie idle in the dew-drenched night, and the trades float above them fresh and free. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.